good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're listening to me from. You're tuned into the Rowest Podcast with me, your girl Maeve. This is the Cycles Podcast. Now on this episode, I'm going to talk about something that um, as a baby girl... <laughs> Um, we like to hear a lot and that's the word yes now not even as a girl but generally as a human being we usually have the general expectation that whenever we ask for something it will almost immediately be granted to us and as I've said as a baby girl when you ask for something you always um, expect that the answer is yes. Um, or a maybe. <laughs> because you can work around the word maybe. You can try and convince someone. You can try um, make them see where you're coming from and things like that. And maybe now eventually get the yes. But the one thing we don't like to hear is the word no. Like, muna niambiaje no. No nkusema. What the hell is no? So, um... Even in the religious aspect, um, for those of you who believe in someone or who believe in something, so whenever you pray to whoever you pray to, you're, you never pray with, uh, um, in, in as much as uh, the Bible tells us, if you read the Bible, to have it at the back of your mind that your prayer might not get answered or you might be redire- redirected to something better. When you kneel down in that moment to pray, your expectation is almost always that, that, that you'll get an answer and it will be positive, meaning your prayer will be answered. But they also say that um, there are three answers to prayer. There's yes, there's no, and there's maybe. And as I've said, uh, we like to hear yes most of the time. Or the maybe, and never the no. So where am I going with all this? Um, where I'm going is generally in life, we don't always get what we want. And in our quest to be whoever we were meant to be in this life, to fulfill our purpose, um, to get through everyday life, we're not always going to get our way. We're going to hear the word no a lot. And in as much as we don't like it, we have to find our way around it. It's one of those cycles of life that we have to go through, no matter who you are, no matter how um, maybe rich, no matter how um, well endowed you are, no matter how smart, no matter... So there's a particular um, incident that happened to me. And when I look back at it, um, I think it has sort of molded um, how I've approached life, especially with regards to my dreams. Um, I'm a very big dreamer. And I believe in the power of dreams and I believe in the value of dreams. So almost every time I look for how I can achieve my dreams, almost every time I'm, I'm scheming, I'm thinking, I'm just looking for ways to make my dreams work or make my dreams come true one way or another. So this was right after high school. And um, this still goes back to my talent. And um, I was fresh after high school. And then 
there's an opportunity there's an advertisement that was going around there was a, a show that was called Talent Amtani and they were looking for talented singers not even singers anyone with talent basically so if you could dance if you could do whatever you could do they were looking for you so you basic it's basically what Tasca Project Fame was i don't know if you remember Tasca Project Fame so at that time i was too young and even at a, i think Tasca for tra- <laughs> mama yangu mama yangu Hanless read to Fanyetena Tasca Project Fame I know a lot of you guys remember it So by that time um first of all Sequan me fika the age limit and the show itself I think it um it had died off So I thought this was my chance to take so On this day I was fresh from high school so and I had not um found my way around town a lot and the auditions were being held at the Kenya National Theater. So I want to do these auditions. I can't ask my mom to take me. I can't ask my sisters to take me because they're busy and all those things. So I just asked my friends randomly. So I texted my friend she's called Kelly. I have so much love for her. Um and I told her Kelly utanipeleka sijui kwenye Kenya National Theater iko and I have auditions on Saturday will you come And she said yes surprisingly because I didn't expect Then I also texted other two guys as contingency in case Kelly doesn't come um I texted um Nigel I texted Nema and I told them I have an audition here here so will you guys come And they also said yes but Nema didn't confirm so um I was fine with the two yeses so Saturday comes, I get up, I get ready. I know the song I'm going to sing. And I head to town. So from town I knew my way kidogo kidogo. So I found my way and then I met Kelly. This was at like uh, the auditions were to start at like nine, so I was in town by like seven. So I meet Kelly, we go. We reach there. I find I find people were there earlier. There's a whole line, you know, the whole shenanigans when um auditions take place. That I'm sure that people who went there by five and good good for them because um the earlier you go i think the better your chances because even the judges are fresh they're maybe even kinder <laughs> they're kinder yeah wajaboeka bado so whatever you do they pay attention to it so we reach there i make the la- we make I'm, we make the line we register and all those things and then the other friend shows up so i have two people in my corner i feel good about it Um it's so nice when your friends support you. It's so nice when you have people that show up for you and I'm really grateful for them because I still remember what they did for me till day till today. So they come, we are waiting in line. I meet people on the line, we talk. Um some people are practicing their things over there. Now as this, as the line is moving now um I start to think of what exactly I'm going to be singing about because eh time yangu inafika. I need to also like perfect i also need to be spot on so in my head i'm grappling with uh, what song do i do there's one song that i had from power no is it power empire empower <laughs> it's empower it's power no empire you keep in the lucius lion power eh empower a god <laughs> oh my god ai sasa empower ni nini it's called empire So there's this song it goes I will tell you that I love you tonight but I know that I got time on my side Anyway so that song was the one um was the one song I knew I was going to sing there But then I'm like eh, but you have your own compositions why don't you do them 
why don't you sing your own song at least if you miss a note they're not gonna notice they don't know how the song goes you're the one of the song so at okay mess up it looks like it's part of the song so quickly quickly i'm almost next in line that's when i changed my mind i'm like hey i'm doing my own composition and i thought even it would add me extra points so i i enter and then i didn't even see that x there's usually a mark where you're supposed to stand i didn't even see it because i was dancing so i was directed to it So I sit there and it's a panel of three judges. There's two females and one male. I don't want to mention names because I'm going to get a bit personal. So there's a girl I was with in line before she sang before me and I think hers went well. I think she got the yes, but I didn't hear. So now when I came in it was uh, the pleasantries, hi hi, who are you? What what what? So I said, I'm singing my own composition. The reaction was good. It was encouraging. So I was like, mm, one point in. So the next part was to just sing. So I sang and I sang and I finished. But what followed was not what I anticipated. So what happened is one of the panelists, the male now, he asked my age. He's like, "How old are you?" and I tell him I'm 18. And he's like, "Um, I think this competition will be pressure for you. I'm like, I um uh what was the basis of the auditions exactly in my head now this these are the questions that are running in my head because I was I felt like I was too young to be confrontational confrontation. Thank you Zungu Leo Manzi. I felt like I was too young to be confrontational and also I felt like if I did I might even ruin my uh, any other chance that maybe I could have gotten then. So in my head I'm like um is the basis of this con- competition age or is the basis of this competition whether you have talent or not. So even his feedback was not at he telling me that I have sung badly or I've sung nicely. Um the basis of his feedback is how old are you? And then you know the way um in Tasca Project Fame if you watch Tasca Project Fame if it's a three panel judge if it's a three panel bench Um it's either you get two yeses and one no which automatically means you're in the competition or you get one no and you get two no's and one yes which means you're out of the competition. Yani there has to be a balance and there has to be one judge that breaks the bal- but breaks the tie, sorry. So this guy is the one there. He's he's there, he's all sassy and he's like, eh, "I think this competition will be pressure for you, so it's a no from me." And I'm like, "Can these other women speak?" And I'm looking at one woman. She was seated here. She's a very famous artist now. Um then sorry. So I'm looking at her, no shade, no shade. Ma, I'm looking at her and I'm like, "Bro, say something. I I know you liked how I sang. I saw it. You were smiling. Say something." But she didn't. And so that's how I got out of the competition. Um and that was my first no ever with regards to my talent. So as I was stepping out, you know, um there was no time to even like register what had happened and all those things. So when I stepped out when I now got time and now when I was telling my friends that I was told no, it's when it hit me. But those guys were so cool about it. Um and by the way, Naima came later. She had a practice. She had practice for she's a saxophone player, a very brilliant saxophone player. Um she had practice and then she she made time to come. And for that I'm very grateful to Date Naima if you listen to this podcast. So I leave and I tell them you guys have been told no. But the strange thing about this no is that it wasn't even about my singing or what it's about my age. 
And then like eh, Kelly was the first one to be like, ah, it's their loss, nini nini. So in that moment, ah, it felt nice. I was like, ah, by the way, ni wound on a miss out. I don't need the show. I don't need nothing. I can sing. I can do what? No one is going to tell me. But then after we hang out, see, you go back home and you're alone with your thoughts. You're alone with your experience. You're alone with your memories and all those things. So this no had a very big impact on me that day in Paka. When I got home, I logged into my Instagram and I looked for this judge, this female judge that I saw had enjoyed my singing, had smiled, but did not say something. So I was like, "Hey, yo sis, what's up? I didn't um appreciate the fact that you didn't speak. Um I think that the three panel judge was there for a reason, not for just one man to like have their say in everything uh, on everything. So, I'm not happy it wasn't cool. Um I'm mad. Jam. <laughs> so what she does is she did reply actually. She replied but um she didn't reply to at get cutty with me to have a back and forth. She replied and her response was things happen. Be better. Don't be bitter. And I'm like, "Oh, so na Jiona bigger person up." <laughs> She, she decided to, to take the high road. I think I was expecting that. I, I expected it to be confrontational so that I can like get things out of my chest that I didn't maybe say to my friends and all those things because I was but hurt. So when she said be bitter, be better, don't be bitter. I told my boyfriend at the time, I was like, and even him, he took it. Like he, um, he, did, he did have the same um, thought. And he was like, okay, fine, it has happened and whatnot, but sikasirike, um, don't take it far, don't, what, what, what. So that no impacted me to the extent that I made a vow that I would never, ever put myself in a position to have people tell me whether I can do something or I can't do something. I basically said I would never audition for anything, be it um, music, be it acting, be it what. I said never, never, ever. Because the feeling that it came with, I think was too heavy for me, um, considering it's my first no, and that's why I remember it to, to date. It was very impactful, and I was like, ah, yeah, 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 there's no way I'm ever putting myself in the line of fire, in the line of um, someone, have some. I'm never allowing someone to have that much power over what I can do, who I can become, and things of that sort. So it is true we do get rejected. And I don't know why life has it that um, we get rejection for the things we want the most. Uh, things that mean the most to us are the things that maybe are evasive to us. We don't get them. Um, they don't work out. I, I just, I haven't, um, I don't know how that cycle of life works and I don't know why it works like that. But we can admit, or we, um, I know even you, as you're listening to this podcast, you can almost immediately relate back to a know that you've gotten that maybe left you feeling crippled, that maybe left you feeling like this world is not your home, like you, you never amount to anything, and all those things. But surprisingly, um, like two years later, I put myself in the line of fire again. Because as I told you earlier, I'm a dreamer and I believe in the power of dreams. So I talked myself out of the earlier position I had taken. And I decided to try my luck. And this time I wanted to be a radio presenter. 
if you've listened to the podcast from the first episode I've um, explained where my passions lie and media is one of them so I wanted to be a radio presenter and there were auditions that had been rolled out by a famous radio station and I went and the audition went extremely great I was extremely hopeful because after I auditioned the response from the judges was good like the people I was working I was working with um we, we we literally had a legit audition and it was nice and it was fine and we were very hopeful but then um the the bad thing about okay not the bad thing i think the consoling thing about this rejection was that um it's like we were paraded <laughs> we were paraded on a stage and then like na- like for, for, um they took three people i think they took three presenters and they took No, the, yeah, three presenters and some and, and DJs and something. So we were like 40. So the 35 of us were all rejected. I think that was consoling for one reason or another. Because now when I saw the disappointment the disappointment in other people's faces, I was like, ah, siko pekeangu and so it hurt less. But again, it took me back to the same position that I had earlier to take in. I said, I'm not going to put myself in a position where someone will tell me hapana. And I think that's why even the podcast is um, exists today. Because if I can't get into these rooms that already exist, why don't I create my own? And I feel like that's one of the ways that maybe as young people or even as an older person, if you're listening to this podcast, I feel that's one of the ways in which we can deal with this nose like if that path or if that doorway or if that door you're really trying so hard to knock on will not open then you can maybe just create your own window and you do this by starting with what you have with where you are and reaching out for help So the long and short of this um podcast is that no is part of life. Even your boyfriend sometimes will tell you no. And it's hard for us girls to understand why they would dare utter the word no. But it's fine. They're also human. We're human even us. I think we tell them no the most. But just remember that no is a part of life. If you haven't experienced it yet, it's coming. Be ready. <laughs> Not to scare you, but just have it at the back of your head. Even when you pray, just have it at the back of your head that maybe whoever you're praying to will not um give you the answer in the affirmative. It might be they say it might be something better. Or he might be just with why am I assuming he's a he? This is a feminist in me speaking. But whoever whoever you believe in um the answer could either be yes or no and i think also another way like you can combat all this is just have at the back of your head prepare for the worst and hope for the best i think that's the best i think that statement makes a lot of sense like manage your expectations i'm not saying being a be a pessimist i'm saying be a realist and an optimist just strike a balance between the both and then maybe one way or another you figure out how to navigate that specific cycle the cycle of no that's it for today's topic make sure to follow us um on 
cycles underscore podcast on Instagram or my personal page at Maeve Cheryl on Instagram and at Maeve Cheryl one on Twitter. You can leave your feedback on maybe the first no you ever got and how you dealt with it and how you're making room for yourself right now. I'd like to hear some of your stories because I believe it's not something, it's not, um, this is not an isolated experience. We all go through it. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and your family. And I'll see you on the next one.